Hey, 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 what is up? Welcome to another Trigger Proof Transmission inspired by a beautiful question from a concerned parent in our Facebook community. If you're not a part of it yet, make sure you join. Follow the link if you're watching on replay. Uh, it's on Facebook and you really get to be a part of this conversation. You don't have to be isolated. You actually can have this conversation and see other people who are going through exactly what you're going through and uh, we heal in community essentially that's why why I'm here that's why I've created this community is we heal in community a really great question about parenting came up and immediately when it was asked I noticed myself going into the you know wait a second I haven't raised a teenager I haven't uh, you know it's kind of like getting financial advice from a financial advisor who's broke right you don't want to get advice from people uh, about something who they themselves are not living are not doing the work you know when you're looking for help in your healing you got to make sure that you're um, requesting guidance from somebody who's actually doing the work that they're promoting you know, I, I just spoke about this on Clubhouse a couple of hours ago is just because a psychotherapist has a degree and they've read some books, they might have book smarts, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean they've been there, right? So you can get a tour guide expert about Venice or Italy, but it's different than actually going to Italy and smelling the air and the flowers and eating the food from the authentic Italian restaurants. So when you're when you're requesting guidance for your relationships, for your health, for your well-being, it's not only important that who you go to has, you know, some sort of a qualifications of of uh, educational standards. That's important, you know, but it's kind of like personal training. If I look at your body and I could see your fit, I don't care how many books you've read. You actually, I mean, I do care. It'd be greater. But clearly, whatever you've been doing has been working, and I really want you to t teach me. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing with healing and parenting. So when I was asked about parenting, I personally have never raised a teenager yet. Um I have nieces and nephews. I haven't spent a lot. I'm 45 years old, and I haven't spent a lot of time with eight-year-olds, you know, because they're not around me and my family. And um, so when I get asked about parenting, I used to write down, hey, I'm giving parenting advice from a perspective of neuroscience, from a perspective of attachment trauma, from the perspective of reparenting myself over the last three years. Um, I didn't realize, I didn't go into my own healing work to be, to give parenting advice to people, but it just worked out that way because essentially as a chiropractor that I've been working for 20 years, literally almost every single person that is coming to see me is coming to see me for stress. And if, if we're open and honest about what's stressing us out, there's some sort of a relationship issue, an attachment issue whether the attachment was to your job and you lost your job, whether it was a boyfriend or a girlfriend that broke up with you, boom, and there's a loss of attachment, or you, uh, somebody close to you died, boom, there's another attachment loss. So essentially, 
when I started realizing, researching and, and looking to heal uh, from my own challenges with relationship trauma, uh, with insecure attachments and constantly going through the same patterns again and again and again with uh, relationships, I realized that if I was to heal my relationships and I was to heal my anxiety because anxiety was running the show and if I was to um, if I was to um, also have a healthy relationship then I was to heal my attachment traumas and I was to get those insecure attachments and create secure ones and I had to understand in my healing journey, why did I have such insecure attachments? Where did it come from? And lo and behold, it comes from our, the way we were parented. And immediately when we start talking about this, people start to get defensive. And that I totally understandable because we have these family systems. And when we have this conversation, it arises a lot of, it might arise a lot of anger within you. I want you to pay attention to that. This isn't to discredit that or to uh, invalidate it at all. All of your feelings are valid. I just want you to just for a moment in this conversation, give yourself the permission to put your pen down and listen with your body. And as I say something to you, if you feel an activation, it's, te it's telling you something. I want to train people. I'm here to train people to stop you know, relying so much on trying to figure it out here and just trust the wisdom of our bodies. Right? This is... This is, you know, I'm kind of like, this is the new model of parenting that I want to in, introduce to the world um, in a way where, you, where people can really get it and they feel inspired to get it. And so I had to look at my insecure attachments and it came from my parents. And this is not to invalidate my parents. I want to start off by saying I love my parents. They're amazing. They're, my mom's hilarious. My dad, my dad is really funny. Like he has me and Diana laughing every time we see him. Uh, my mother is extremely talented. She's a singer. Uh, she's so social. The best cook you've ever met. Everybody who meets my parents are like, holy shit, Nima, I love your parents. So I'm saying this with the firm understanding that I absolutely adore my parents. They were unconsciously at the effect of their own traumas. And so the experience that I had growing up, the biggest revelation of it was in an effort to kind of do 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 and be become something they sometimes become too busy to engage and interact and so there was an insecure attachment trauma is a is an experience as a child that feels this lack of presence of the parent it's a, a emotional presence of the parent emotional validation and presence of the parent it's very traumatic to a child Okay, and it's not necessarily trauma with a capital T where there's some physical violence or there's sexual violence. Um, uh, it's also trauma with a small T, which there is lack of emotional attunement. There is the mental illness of a parent because they're not there. Uh, they're not all there. Their nervous systems are dysregulated. They have addictions. So sometimes the child has to take on these caregiver roles, right? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, Christi Christina, yeah, you can't run from this conversation, unfortunately. Most people have a difficulty. Christina said, uh, I, I don't want to feel with my body because I can't feel, 
and so this is trauma this is the, this is called dissociation right and so the impact of being dissociated from my body if I because of my own traumas and abuse and neglect didn't feel safe to be in my body I will leave my body and I can't feel my body my son Dominic has a non-feeling experience with me I can't if I can't feel me then I won't be able to feel him and I can't emotionally attune to him this is how unknowingly uh, Christina this is how unknowingly we pass on the trauma and this is not not to make you bad not to make you a bad mom you're an amazing mom I mean everybody this is the biggest obstacle to this conversation is shame because mom guilt is real dad guilt already you have so much we have so much trauma that we pass down that causes us to feel unworthy that you're not going to want to listen to this conversation it's going to make you sick it's going to make you want to throw up right but this is what I'm trying to do is to uh, not run away from our triggers but to sit in them and really understand the information and so if I'm did the classic example as Christina said if because of my traumas of how I was parented I dissociate from my body I can't feel me which is how I felt by the way <clears throat> I don't want to feel my shame I don't want to feel my unworthiness I don't want to feel not good enough so I will hide and not feel it be in my my head and I will parent right I will parent my son Dominic in a way where I'm doing 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 he feels a lack of presence within me because of he doesn't have his attachment towards me he's gonna start acting out okay because he's needing attachment and because I don't have it within myself I can't feel his requests for attachment I look at that as a nuisance that's in my way and then I go into punishing right and so this is how unknowingly I will pass down trauma from generation to generation the best way for us this question how do I prevent it is by listening to how it shows up and waking up and saying okay hopefully this will be a wake-up call the saddest part of what I do is I see so many of these faces and they're familiar uh, the names and the comments yes thank you when's your next event and they've literally been saying it for a year and they don't actually show up and do the work and they think that um, you know they think that just kind of showing up and watching a Facebook live is doing the work so this is going to be helpful like reading a book listening to me talk right now it's going to be useful to wake you up many of you will be triggered and many of you will say most of you will say oh fuck this I'm just gonna keep avoiding maybe tomorrow maybe next week that's fine it's that kind of breaks my heart on a daily basis that's one of the challenges of doing this work is I see the faces again see the names again and again with the same problem they haven't taken action I'll deal with that myself that's part of being a cycle breaker and when you're passionate about something is when it's not um, is when yeah is when there's there's barriers to people actually taking action and then there's going to be a small percentage this is who I'm speaking to and this is why I do these uh, trigger proof uh, transmissions and I take my time doing it and resources to do this that there's going to be maybe one or two of you who are listening and are like okay enough I'm, I'm done like talking about it there's a difference between talking and then taking action even though it's scary even though I have all these obstacles that I think are obstacles where they're actually my own fear 
you know, it's it, it's it's like, oh, there's an obstacle. Ah, uh, it's just not gonna work. Mm. There's a there's a barrier. Ah, uh, too bad. It's a shame. That barrier. I've convinced myself that that barrier is really the reason why I'm not doing it. When the real reason is that I'm fucking terrified and going into the unknown. Because this whole miserable kind of trauma response is so familiar. Even though it's miserable, it's so familiar. Right? I'm just, it's just all I know. It's just, that's just my lot in life. And that's the effect of the trauma. Because once you actually take part and, and work towards breaking those cycles, you traumatically change all aspects of your life because you're no longer the, the the traumas are no longer shackles that pin you down that's what trauma is it's a shackle that pins you down that convinces you that you can't do it and healing it takes you confronting that but when you break those shackles all of a sudden your relationships change I stopped repeating the pattern of the same toxic relationship cycle. I stopped repeating the same cycles in my friendships that trigger me and cause a breakdown. I started taking ownership for my own triggers. I started becoming a safe container so people could feel understood around me rather than constantly being afraid of feeling victimized by other people's opinions of me. Right? I was always the victim to somebody else's opinions of me. And now, even though it hurts to not have everybody absolutely adore me, <laughs> I don't feel great when I get this angry hate uh, messages, but it doesn't spin me out and it doesn't take me away. Like, I'm human. So it doesn't feel great. But I actually, uh, my purpose and calling is bigger than than the outside voices. You know, I'm, it's starting to change, and I know that it's a work in progress, that I'm forever going to be uh, engaged in, because healing is, an, is a lifelong journey, right? And so to heal this conversation and to up-level your parenting, the first premise that I want you to really get, and maybe even write it down, is that, you know, we have this opinion that we're here to teach our, our kids. It's for their own good. You know, I'm, my, my, my job is to teach them, and, and, and they're my, it's my child. And so I want you to really, uh, this, is what, this is how I'm taking it on. Everything that I'm teaching you is what is medicine for myself, right? And it's something that I'm going to be working in progress as Dominic gets older. Is that he is not mine, that our children are, are, don't belong to us. They belong with us. But they're not mine. Dominic is not mine. Dominic is his own entity who's here to discover his truth and to expand himself in his soul's ascension. So his purpose is expansion. And he's not doesn't belong to me. He belongs with me. And my job as his parent is to set the stage and guidance so that that can expand, so that his soul can expand in his truth, in his awareness, in his own truth, right? And his, he's here to teach me how to, and his role, his, jo his job in my life is not, I'm not here, he's not here, I'm not here to teach him more than he's here to teach me. In fact, his job is to call me into my soul's expansion, is to call me forward to expand, to meet him rather than the other way around, which is what parenting parenting actually is, is taught to us, is that 
you know, this is the way it is. This is what's best. I'm going to, whatever you want, I'm going to drag you into what I think is best and in so doing become the authoritarian. If you go your own way, I withdraw love. If you set your own boundaries, act, say what you desire, express your truth and your creative truth, then I'm going to, because it doesn't align with mine, I'm going to diminish you. I'm going to diminish you in some form with ridicule, with shame, with withdrawing love. If you want to become a, a parent that is a cycle breaker, you're going to want to realize that in every moment, moment to moment, you're going to keep asking yourself this question, is this going to, this is what I'm asking myself as I raise Dominic, and he reacts in certain ways, or he, you know, all of a sudden, you know, starts getting all unruly and scratching my face and triggering me because it hurts. And my response to him, I ask myself, is this going to expand him or diminish him? It's a very good question. If you want to become a cycle breaker, cycle breakers ask themselves that question when they're in conflict. Instead of reacting from our own wounds, which is what children will bring up, in that moment, am I going to expand him or diminish him? Let me give you an example. Let's say as a child, I felt not seen and not heard from my parents, or I felt my values are diminished. My desires are diminished. Let's say when Dominic hits 12 or 13, likely the age where my values and desires are diminished. Dominic hits 12 or 13 and he starts making fun of something that I hold near and dear. Let's say this work, for example. He comes in and is like, what is this crap that you're teaching everybody? Let's say, because teenagers do that. This isn't cool. You know, I'm, I'm much cooler than this. And I explain it to him, and let's say he diminishes it. Guess what that's going to bring up within me? My son is going to be triggering and activating my own childhood wounding, often when I'm exactly the same age <laughs> as him. I want to say this again. So I want you to think of your children as they're triggering you. I want you to see it with a completely new lens. And the lens is, is that his job, her job, is to activate wounds of mine. His job is to activate my wounds when I was his age. So what is that going to look like? Likely when he's 12 or 13 or 14, the age when I felt the least seen and heard as a teenager from my parents because I wanted to go this way with my desires, with my opinions, with my values, with my likes, with my preferences. And that didn't always jive because they thought this is the way that it should be because that's the what's best for you. And this conflict between the two had me not feeling seen, heard, and understood. And let's say I haven't, I haven't healed from that. I haven't integrated that. What's going to happen when I say something and Dominic invalidates me and says, that's a bunch of bullshit. Boom, I lose it on him. What the fuck are you talking? I'm your father. Why do you think that's going to happen? Well, because my son is triggering my little 12, 13-year-old inside of me that didn't feel seen and heard. And if I react to him and I invalidate him because I'm not able to 
resource myself. I lose consciousness and I stop being the parent in that moment. I become a 12, 13 year old and I start picking a fight with him and using my ego of I'm your parent and and I play that I play that authoritarian role instead of taking responsibility, which is what most parents do, unconscious parents we do. We are at the effect of the trigger. We think it's them, but what they're doing is they're reflecting a younger part of ourselves. And what happens is I then diminish him, having him feel not seen and not heard. And what happens is I took my traumas that are deeply embedded in my body that I'm not even consciously aware of. He activates it. And instead of me taking responsibility, I then invalidate first myself because I, I, I've, I've abandoned myself in that moment. When we tr get triggered, we judge, abandon, blame, and shame ourselves. I've abandoned myself. Then I turn around and then I start just going hardcore on my son ha and maybe even hitting him. You know, I've had experiences where I triggered my dad so much that he lost consciousness and he literally physically hit me right and I still remember those times and guess what happens boom I've now downloaded my trauma to my son and that's so unfortunate and it's happening literally every day and if that's happened to you I'm not here to shame you how could you have known you've never had this conversation you never had this lens of trauma being trauma informed you've lived kind of the way that your parents lived, which is the child is an extension, is my child, it belongs to me as an extension of my ego. They fuck up, it reflects poorly on me. And so because they fuck up, it reflects poorly on me, I can't handle my own shame, so then I take it out on them, boom, causing them to further diminish, dissociate from themselves, feel their own unworthiness and then get into relationships and parent children from the place of their own unresolved wounds and unworthiness. What's that bringing up for you as I say this? I'm just curious. Go ahead and write it in the chat box. As I say this, um, as I say this, what brings up, what comes up for you? You know, I know that might, might, might not be comfortable, but this is a very serious conversation. If I want to break the cycle, it's, it's time to stop playing the blame game. This isn't your fault. You're not a bad parent. You're not a shitty parent. I know, you know, a lot of times when I speak, people are like in tears. Because, oh, I'm so terrible. Poor me. It's like, okay, that's okay. First, feel the grief of that. First feel the unfairness of that. First feel how shitty this feels. Okay? First feel how shitty this feels. Would love to undo any causing of unworthiness. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, turn four, it was unexpected and very painful. Yeah. It's going to expand him or diminish it. Is that going to expand him or diminish him? Great question. So what I wanted to, to give you is some... A new model for parenting from somebody who is learning as he goes and is humble enough to realize that I'm watching Dominic and I'm curious to see what he's going to bring up. My job is to, 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 I don't know, just be present with what is in each moment, you know, every single time you get upset. Every time I get upset, I turn around and I'm like, whew, why am I so upset right now? 
And I remember I, I had like a Facebook Live to do or I, I had a client that I was working with and, I, I you know, he was crawling and he was like tugging at my leg and kind of like, you know, as he's crawling up to me. And I remember being so upset and going, God, he's just so in my way right now. I remember having that feeling. And then immediately as that I had that feeling, I stopped and I said, just like when, who do I feel is in my way? And I'm like, oh my God, my dad. It's like, fuck, oh my gosh. I literally just um, downloaded my traumas of my dad being in the way to my son. Talk about intergenerational. And if I felt I'd probably kick him and go, get out of my way and, and then invalidate him when my son is just just begging for attachment. Begging, begging, begging for attachment. Right? This is really what, what, what children are doing when they're acting out and misbehaving. They're just begging for attachment. They feel dissociated. Why? Because likely, in my case, I'm doing, 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 doing as a trauma response because when I was a child, I didn't feel a connection emotionally to my parents and only did when I was doing something worthy and performing. So I learned that in order to be lovable, I had to do, do, do when all I was doing, 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 doing was seeking connection. So now that I'm a parent and I'm busy in the doing, 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 you know, putting content out, writing blogs, answering questions, doing, 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 immediately my son is tugging at my leg and I'm like, fuck, Dominic, I'm too busy with the doing to connect with you, not realizing that Dominic's job is to call me into expansion to call me forward into my expansion, which is a present, connected, like aligned parent, human. And he literally is teaching me, check this out, it's gonna give me some tears, maybe some goosebumps. He's teaching me what I never received as a child, what I didn't receive enough of as a child, emotional connection. Because of that lack of emotional connection, I get busy in the doing. I'm, I, I avoid being still in my body. And my son, who I, at, when I'm at the effect of my traumas, I perceive is in my way, is actually on the way, calling me to expand myself into my presence. And lo and behold, the little fucker looks just like me. So I can just pick him up, scoop him up, and kiss my younger self and give emotional attunement to my younger self while at the same time giving him what he's needing the most. This, my friend, is conscious parenting. This is who I'm becoming. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in training. So are we all. It's never too late. You can be in training. You are in training. Humble yourself to understand that you are, I am, in training. I'm in training for a secure relationship. I'm in training to be a conscious parent. I'm in training of being an empathetic, humble servant leader who is powerful with his boundaries of his own time and energy. Right? I'm in training. You know, I'm, I'm firm and I'm flexible. I'm, I'm, I'm mastering a process of getting into my heart. This is to become a cycle breaker. Right. So this new model of what parenting is all about is that they don't belong to you. They belong with you. They're here to teach you just as much as you're here to teach them. And they are here to expose 
expose what we haven't loved about ourselves. This is my second kind of step that I want to expand on for you in this conversation. Is that whatever I have judged, criticized, denied, and, and, and shamed within myself, Dominic's job is to become that. <laughs> whatever I have repressed, denied, suppressed, judged within myself, Dominic's job is to become that. Let me give you an example. Um, my my uh, mother, for example, loved to sing. But when she had me and my brother, she put that part of her aside. She put her performing singing part aside and stopped doing it for a while. And... Uh, Guess what I, uh, this performing part of her, she put her performing part away, right? Um, guess what I became? I became a performer, <laughs> you know? My dad, same thing. So your kids, everything you're judging and denying within yourself is going to be shown. Every unresolved part of you that you've been running away from, your children are here to express what you've been repressing. This is a new model for you to really look at parenting. If we can only put this lens on and look at this relationship in a different way, that's how we're going to break the cycle. I'm not giving you parenting advice. I don't like you can buy books on cognitively learning parenting advice or you can actually become a conscious parent which can you, you have the book within you when you do this work. You don't need to hear somebody else telling you what to do. Right? Exactly. So I feel like I want to, great example, I feel like I want to overly protect my kids because I wasn't protected as a kid. Of course you do. Because you, you have abandoned that, ch that child uh, within yourself. When they, when they went through their traumas, when they weren't protected, they went through their traumas, you abandoned them. Right? And so if you learn, it, it, so what will happen is you're now going to become this helicopter parent and all your anxieties will then get downloaded to the children. Not personal to you, Kayla. This is just all of us, right? Gets downloaded to the kids, right? And they end up feeling your lack of safety, right? It's something that you try to protect them from, but you can't protect them. They, they end up running into it somehow, right? The answer is, the an the, how do we resolve that? The answer is to go back and rescue the younger parts of ourselves that weren't protected. To learn to parent the younger parts of ourselves that they are exposing, right? Um, sometimes it comes out as overly controlling, trying to figure out how to nice middle ground. It's hard, but I recognize it. Great, here's the best way to do it. So um, whatever that you're... Here's a classic example. Whatever you're denying and repressing within yourself, it's going to get acted out as, uh, as with the children. So I have a, a, a person that uh, I know quite well, and she and her husband don't have sex. They completely – she has – she actually doesn't really feel jazzed up about the relationship and, and is too afraid to actually work through it. So they – are kind of like roommates there's no real sexual connection and so she d denies and represses and kind of shuts down her sexuality so guess what happens when her beautiful daughter turns 16 take a guess take a wild guess what happens when her beautiful like beautiful daughter turns 16 well her daughter starts to act out sexually starting to text 
and get connected on online with older men and engage like willingly become like this super duper promiscuous 16 year old literally acting out everything she's been repressing please write this down your children will express whatever you are rejecting repressing denying unconsciously within yourself either consciously or unconsciously parts of yourself wounded parts of yourself right classic another classic example uh one of the clients that i worked with um she was bullied as a as a kid and you know when you get bullied you have these emotional wounds but we didn't really deal with them face them feel them uh guess what happens when her son turns the exact same age as her boom she's get, he's getting bullied it's kind of like the universe is calling here's what i want you to get the universe is calling on you to expand because we're chicken shits and we don't want to expand because expansion is scary we have a million excuses why we won't do it and commit to it can't afford it i'm too this i'm too that it's too scary whatever story we have because we don't do it because we don't face it our children then go through it because the universe is calling on you to expand <laughs> calling on us to expand so whatever i choose to ignore within myself my son gets to act it out because what he's doing our children what what they're doing is they're calling on us to expand to that level of parts of us that we're denying so if i'm denying that part of myself the wounded bullied part the sexually you know expressive part of me and i shut him down and i hate him and i pack him away well dominic's going to start to express it so let me give an example if diana and i are going through resentment with one another and we shut down sexually guaranteed my son is going to express sexually because it's a repressed part of with part of myself best thing i can do for my son's sex life is to have a healthy sex life with my wife and to work at it but we don't work at that shit cuz we don't want to face shit we don't want to talk about stuff we don't want to get uncomfortable this is the effect of the trauma so our children exhibit these behaviors as reflections of our shadow parts <clears throat> ouch 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 yeah and read how the child has reacted yeah 100% so um what do we do what do we do well i'll tell you what most people do they get triggered and they are like completely ah they lose their shit and they they start punishing and let me set boundaries young young man i'll set boundaries to my son you can't go outside past 7 i'm going to enforce these rules i'm going to be an authoritarian i'm going to do it for your own good not telling you the fact that you are bringing up some scary shit within myself that i'm too fucking ashamed of too embarrassed to admit but then i'm going to hide behind my role as a parent and be your authoritarian and forbid you and not see you not hear you not 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 uh empathize with you because i i've abandoned myself and i refuse to empathize with myself and i hate those parts of myself and i refuse to do the work in fact i'm going to send you to a fucking counselor because i don't want to face that shit within myself that's what most people do it's sad but this is how intergenerational trauma gets passed in fact the majority of children 
I will say the majority of children that get sent to a psychotherapist to be fixed are actually, there's nothing wrong with them. <laughs> They're actually expressing the repressed parts of the family dynamic that the parents don't want to face themselves because it's too fucking shameful, too scary. And then what happens is the child then ends up feeling that they're bad. They become the scapegoat. This was me, by the way. The black sheep, the scapegoat, because they're calling on everybody to expand and people don't want to expand. People don't want to face their shadows. And that's why intergenerational trauma is so fucking insidious. To become a cycle breaker means you got to confront that. That's why it breaks my heart to say, but now in the recording of this, this call, it's about 7,200 people in the Facebook group. Only a small handful are truly committed to that process. And I don't care. That's, you know, I'm just going to put out the content anyway. Uh, and it breaks my heart because I see all these children and I watch the unconscious parenting and I'm not saying they're bad because it's just unconscious. Right. And so becoming a cycle breaker means to completely change this whole concept of the role. It's not a role. It's actually a, you know, it's a relationship. Please write that down. Parent, my, me, uh, you know, my role isn't to be his father. It's a, it's a relationship. If I make it a role, then I have to put on a mask and behave inauthentically but i trust myself within the relationship because i know that whatever he's bringing up i'm going to look inside first i'm going to take responsibility first because i don't want him to have the same experience that i had i want him to feel that he's safe to be himself his own authentic uh, authentic self and that there's nothing wrong with him and there's nothing wrong with what he desires and that if what he desires or what he wants to express, let's say one day, he says, Dad, I'm, I'm gay, right? That's going to, for sure, I know based on my upbringing, my society, is for sure going to bring up s some shame, 100%, but I'm committed to addressing it directly rather than having him feel at the effect of it. That is what a cycle breaker does is to be authentic with what, what's coming up. Oh my gosh, my son's gay. I'm, I'm Persian. I'm a dude. I'm a bro. I can be as liberal as possible, but feelings have come up. I'm not going to gaslight them. I'm going to address them. I'm not going to pretend like they're not there because my son will be able to feel it. He will be able to feel it. Right? They can feel it. I can tell him, oh, son, I love you, all of you. But then if he doesn't feel it from me, because they're very attuned, if he doesn't feel it, he'll know that there's something off. But if I feel it for him, I don't even have to say it. I just sit there and look into his eyes and he can feel me. And I couldn't do that before until I healed with those younger parts of myself. Right? So this reminds me of... Uh, of, of Heidi, who reached out to me and her, her son, 14 years old, behavioral problems, oppositional, defiant, the, the principal's calling, saying he's being inappropriate, he's being that, he's doing this, da-da-da-da-da. She reaches out and goes, can you help my son? And I'm like, 
dude, you know what this work is. She goes, I just want to fucking pawn him off to a counselor right now. And I'm like, I get why you want to do that rather than dealing with your shit. But she was, a, we were close. She had worked with me years ago and she knew that I wasn't going to be like, no, this isn't your son. Don't fucking pawn him off to a counselor. <laughs> do the work. And she was like, resistant, resistant. And I'm like, look, you know what I'm going to say. She goes, I just so badly want to send him to a, a counselor. I just want to throw money at it. That's what she said. I just want to throw money at it and just send him to a counselor. I'm like, you're like most moms. This is what most people do. Rather than doing the real heroic work, which is to address with the shame that he's bringing up within you, she did. She jumped in. She went on a discovery call. She was in her the back of her car on Zoom. Uh, like, And she's like, oh, God, like I'm so triggered. And I'm, uh, I'm like, he's calling on you to heal with the with the 14 year old inside of you. And so she jumped all in. She said, I'm ready to do this. She says, okay, I'm all in. She goes, let me sleep on it. She was like, okay, it's the difficult thing. And what she discovered was that he was, was that when she, cause we stopped focusing on her son and his behavior. We just went inside. This is the magic of doing the inner work and facing our own shadows and using the relationship as a, as a portal to loving ourselves. He was reflecting a 14-year-old version of herself that was never seen, was acting out just to get connection, ha had parents that had both had mental illness, who seriously had mental illness, and was raised kind of authoritarian, a father with PTSD, at the effect of their own wounds, and she then slowly learned, and she was a constant trauma response, busy, 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 doing, 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 so busy, and then realized through the whole nature of the work after about three months, she realized she was like, he wasn't acting out. He was just, he was just craving connection with me and I couldn't connect with him and because he didn't feel my connection because I wasn't connected with myself. She's now calmer. She's more relaxed and this kid who was about to be kicked out of school is now enrolled. Not only did he complete and his behavior started to shift, but he then uh, became uh, enrolled in a really special private school. They discovered he wasn't fucked up at all. He actually was a genius in his own right, and his, his creative expression was not expressed because Heidi discovered that her own creative expression internally with her younger self wasn't. So simply by using the conflict within the relationship as a call to expansion of herself rather than pull him into the world to make her feel safe, she grew and expanded to meet him. That is conscious breaking. That is conscious parenting. That is breaking the cycle of intergenerational trauma and it's very rare. It's very rare. There is very, out of 10 moms that DM me, I would say one or two are the ones that are actually like, no, I'm ready to do this. I, I see it. I see where he's bringing up. This is going to suck. It hate, I hate that I have to do it. I'd rather just throw money and send him to a shrink. And, um, and what happens is they learn to regulate and connect with the 14-year-old, the 7-year-old, the 5-year-old inside of us. From there, we then become conscious parents. So basically, all conflict 
is there to either lead us into expansion or we stay where we're at or diminish or our own diminishment right and so all conflict our role is to meet them where they're at do you want to break the cycle then you're gonna to have to learn how to instead of pulling them into to your values and world your your job is to expand to meet them where they're at why well your parents didn't do that for you <laughs> it's kinda of like the best example is you know let's say a child you have a family and then all of a sudden a child is born with autism with severe kind of impairments right where in order to survive the family is then forced to adapt themselves to be able to meet the needs of that child right so it's calling on this autistic child is actually calling on the expansion of every person that's why we're here that's why families exist that's why children are born to call us into expansion I love how I've expanded over the last nine months in becoming a father like I look at myself nine months ago before I was a dad and who I've become now and I love who I've gotten to become as a result of expanding to meet Dominic where he's at and I continue the practice throughout his life alright the problem is is that yeah you have an autistic child okay Christina right you've done that right you've expanded to do that the key to this is to become to break the cycle your job is to become that kind of parent even if a child that doesn't have those special needs but whoever they are for us to do it but not to feel forced in doing it to take it on knowingly willingly that is to be a cycle breaker right that is to be a cycle breaker is when you willingly say I'm here to expand into enveloping you rather than having this is the way we do it and if you're outside of the system you're outcasted you're not welcome and this is trauma this is how we traumatize children I, my dad even told me he even said if you know if you were gay you know like this is just their upbringing if you were gay uh, if you did drugs you're out of the family right it's like whoa okay and I get why he was doing that right I'm not I'm not making him wrong to do that but what he's saying is this is the system you're either in or you're out and this is why we have so much enmeshment trauma this is why our relationships don't work because that familiar pattern we take with us and we get married with that in our body we have relationships with that relationship kind of primary core relationship still within our body right in every moment you can choose and pause and say am I expanding him in this moment with Dominic am I expanding him or am I diminishing him it's a very responsible question of a cycle breaker I want you to write that am I expanding them or diminishing them right and the next part of this the last part is how do you break the cycle is to become a conscious parent is to learn how to use your children as a spiritual practice for yourself you use them you know it sounds funny when I say I'm using Dominic but conscious using playfully playfully consciously playfully for the good of all for the good of myself for the good of him for the good of humanity 
for the good of my community, to use my relationship as a spiritual practice, to, uh, as a window to, 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 to uncover younger parts of myself to integrate, to love myself more, to empathize with myself more. And once I do that, then I do that first, I can then approach my relationship with Dominic from a resourced place with empathy, rather than from a wounded place trying to protect myself from my triggers and my own fears that I don't want to face and use him as the scapegoat. That's becoming a cycle breaker. And so essentially, at the essence, it involves, if you want to be a, a conscious parent who is a cycle breaker, you have to commit to healing your attachment traumas. Because no matter what I tell, no matter what I think or read in a book about how I should be with Dominic, in moments of trigger, three quarters of my brain goes offline and I'm now run by my child mind. I now become the child. So the greatest gift that you can give your child is a self-loving parent who has learned how the art of taking their triggers and turning it into deeper love for themselves. You know, the best thing that I can give Dominic is a father who takes, who's learned how to take every trigger and access younger parts of myself to bring them home, to integrate. That's why we call it integration because we're taking the fractured selves and we're integrating it, bringing it into union within ourselves to align ourselves with those parts we've been avoiding and then use that interaction and engagement with my younger self to be able to then be a parent to Dominic because I've already parented myself. So I didn't realize that, that my journey in healing was to become a reparenting journey of myself. And as I did that, immediately, within a short period of time, I was blessed uh, completely by surprise with Dominic. D uh, Diana and I were completely blessed with an opportunity to then pass down the love that I've given myself to my child and to teach him that he doesn't belong to me, he belongs with me. And he's not an extension of my ego. He is my teacher. He is my teacher uh, to, to become a more integrated, whole-hearted human. And that I will make mistakes. And the key isn't that I'm going to have ruptures in my relationship with him. But I'm committed to mastering the art of repair. I'm committed to mastering the art of repairing from the ruptures that will happen. These are skills that I was never taught growing up and at the peril of my relationships. But because I committed to becoming a cycle breaker, because I committed to doing the work, not just fucking talking about it, not just talk there. How do you know you're doing the work when you're not talking? The work involves very little talking and more feeling under a container where you feel seen, where you feel understood. Can't be done alone and no one can do it for you. That's why you require a community, and I'm grateful that you're here. Um, I'm 26 and I had a great upbringing with my mom, but I've been living beautiful. Uh, there is an expectation I'm to visit a certain amount of times. Right, exactly. How can I show her that she's important to me while being on my own adult pathway? Great. Great question, Luca. Your work here is to actually address the parts of you that get triggered when she complains that you don't show up because of her own abandonment issues downloaded to you yeah it was your mom that asked the question so this is because of her own abandonment issues that she downloaded 
onto you with the come over, you're not coming, ah, the guilt, the guilt, the mom guilt. Ah, you don't seem, that's, it, 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 it's just, you know, it's very difficult because that's going to bring up feelings as a 26-year-old, as a child that had to be responsible for his mother's emotions. This is, this is the, the cycles of intergenerational trauma, how they get passed on. Luca, your work is to heal with your own inner child. How old do you feel when she puts her emotional needs onto you? How old do you feel when she makes brings up these feelings of responsibility? Your work is to reparent those younger parts. And once you do, then you can be a safe witness to your mother and be see her through her own wounds. Give her the space to have her own emotions and feelings. It's difficult. What you're describing there in your question there is called enmeshment trauma. What I would love for you all to do, and this is so cool in our in our community, in our Facebook, uh, it's not just Facebook, in our actual community. These are just Facebook live transmissions. It's not doing the work. In our program, uh, Laura just started working with us last year and had such transformation that her mother then joined. And her mother, Susan, is now part of the conversation, is healing her. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired to learn more join us at breathwork and badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Your own shit. So the best thing you can do, Luca, is to commit to healing yourself. Jump in, join us at Breathwork and Badassery. Um, uh, should I stay or should I go? If you're dealing with uh, relationship trauma right now of, of your relationship, not knowing, you know, is this the right person or you're single and you just haven't healed from that past and you're wondering, are you going to be bringing your wounds into the next relationship? You don't want to do that. I'm going to leave a link right there tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific time. I'm going to be uh, jumping on live for this two hour masterclass. There it is right there. Jump in, definitely join us. It starts in uh, five hours of this training. So if, if you haven't, uh, if you can't make it, that's okay. There's a, a, a 72 hour, um, there's a 72 hour replay that's available. There are so many resources here in this community. And, I, you know, people, somebody just asked me on Clubhouse today, how can I, f I've, I've been doing counseling t therapy for 20 years. How can I find a counselor who actually addresses what you do? Like, why don't you just jump in and join us here? <laughs> you know, I, I kind of felt a little insulted. I'm like, well, why don't you just jump in and work with us? <laughs> Am I that scary to you? All of my abandonment and betrayal and rejection triggers came up <laughs> in that moment. So I was like, fuck, just jump in and join us. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, this is a Facebook Live, and it's great information. Information is key.
but you can't but it's not transformation transformation happens when you show up and you do the work it's like watching a bunch of people do crossfit or actually showing up in the group and pushing and lifting the weights and doing the burpees with us what i'm asking you to do is to actually jump in and do the burpees with us uh, do the burpees with us right and so um for those of you parents who are like okay i'm uh, i get it i'm ready I, I want to become a cycle breaker i'm gonna leave a link here for you um it's an application uh discovery it's an application right there it's for you but only if you're serious about it how do you know you're serious well you're willing to invest the time you're willing to invest the resources you're willing to put your money where your mouth is most people are like oh sign me up and they're just like oh you mean I have to take time and I have to invest yeah that's how you know you're actually serious so the 1% or the 10% depending on how many people are are showing up it's okay the majority of you aren't that's okay you just feel these are entertaining you get triggered you show up on all of the lives and the and the um, and the clubhouse chats and everything and really are afraid to take action you have all these stories about your worthiness you're deserving I'm scared all that that's fine the one percent that are like fuck this I'm ready to become a cycle breaker click on that link apply you got to be ready you got to be willing got to be willing to do the work you got to be willing to do it scared you got to be willing to invest but you're actually ready to say put up your hand and say it didn't start with me but I'm ready to learn how to break the cycle I'm ready to learn how to actually get into my body because I've been dissociated all this time and you know I was raised from dissociated parents that didn't know how to integrate their traumas I don't want my children to have the same experience I'm willing to learn how to expand them rather than diminish them because I haven't expanded myself participation is key right you can't do it without engagement and you can't do it alone people are like can I just read the book no that's a trauma response because you don't trust but 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 I, I don't do well in groups well the reason why you don't do well is exactly the reason why you must the excuse always becomes the reason I'm too busy yeah because you're busy doing you don't know how to have a presence within yourself always every time the excuse yeah but I yeah but I um I completely am um I don't have anything I don't I'm completely broke and I don't have anything to my to my name the reason why why do you think that you set it up that way because you don't believe that you're worthy of it that's why you must and this reminds me of a client of ours um, who was in a uh, cult kind of completely disempowered didn't have her own resources abusive marriage uh, children who were at the effect of it and she was mentally she got diagnosed with all sorts of stuff given diagnoses given medication she goes why is nothing working watched one of my Facebook lives her head exploded she felt disgusting that triggered feeling you felt during this conversation she felt it too only she said this if I don't do this it's gonna kill me because I'm dying here my life is constricting getting smaller and smaller and smaller and nobody's here to rescue me I what you're saying resonates I was doubtful but she committed she said I don't have anything I'm gonna find a way she finds a way 
And now she's now two months into the program and she uh, just did this beautiful post in the group that I'm going to read to you and talking about parenting and being the cycle breaker. She basically wrote, did this beautiful photograph of her and her son. Uh, absolutely just beautiful. He's, he's 10 years old and there, she's going through a divorce right now. So there's a attachment trauma she's working through, getting our help in healing, going back to childhood, not focusing on her ex-husband, but focusing on little younger version of herself. And she just did this post in our community six hours ago. And I want to read this to you. She said, proud mom moment. My son, who like most guys, tries to hide his feelings and play the strong role, was having a moment last night. I told him what she learned in our community and in the trainings, in the neurosensory exercises that we do week, week after week. I told him emotions are good to feel. He spoke of depression, not belonging, and hurting when he sees the perfect family. Now, normally when a child gives that kind of feedback, there's a shame deflection that the parent feels, and they immediately will invalidate that. No, that's not how you feel. We are the perfect family. We're just fine because of the shame. They'll invalidate the feelings of the child, and then the child doesn't feel seen and heard. And now the child feels that their feelings are inappropriate. But that's not what she did. She listened. You know? He spoke of depression, not belonging, and hurting when he sees the perfect family. Normally, a, a mom would trigger her shame deflections. Because I know my mom would. If I ever gave feedback to my mom, she couldn't handle hearing that. She would immediately deny me those feelings, did, kind of push them aside, um, because she wouldn't be able to handle her own shame. But what we teach you in our programs is how to, how to be able to sit with those emotions, right? He spoke of depression, not belonging, and hurting when he sees the perfect family. He has so much anger against his dad, but he's turning it inward because he can't express it to him. I let him know he was understood and seen that he is not responsible to be the man of the family because I'm a whole person myself. <gasps> Amazing. Imagine your mother told you that. Imagine what that would be like for you if your mother told you that. He said, Mom, you are the smartest, most understanding person I know. <gasps> Ten-year-old said that. That if he had anger with me, he was understood. I told him I love all of his parts and I accept him. I told him there's a tiny little boy inside of him that got very scared and to give him a hug and let him know it's all, all okay that you got him. <gasps> it's going to make me cry. Because this is how you break the cycle. We are soon going out into the forest for him to scream to let his emotions out, to cry, to rage, and fight to the moon to release some trauma, and I will hold space. He is 10 years old. This is, this is why I do this work. This is why I do this. This is why I fucking can't stand when people, moms, use excuses to not go all in she had every excuse financial i'm too busy she has panic attacks she's afraid to be seen in public this is all the effects of trauma 
And now in two months, she did that post. And I was in my car, parked, while my wife was shopping. Dominic was in the back, and I'm reading this, and I'm like in tears. Because this is exactly was my vision. And this is all I want people to get. This is all I want people to get. I want people to understand the relevance of this. I want people to stop fucking sweeping it under the rug and doing it tomorrow. I want to talk to the cycle breakers who are ready, who are, even though it's difficult, even though it's scary, even though there's obstacles, financial obstacles, time obstacles. Yeah, right. Okay. So let's say 30 years ago, your mother had an opportunity like this 40 years ago your mother had an opportunity like this but she said uh i'm busy i'd like to do it but i'm busy what would you tell her well here's your opportunity mom dad to become a cycle breaker this is not just for you not just for your children but it's for fucking humanity the world needs more of those Follow that link and fill out the application if you're ready. Even if you're not, do it scared because the world needs you. Consider the possibility that even though it's not fair that you went through what you went through, that you're put on this earth to break the cycle in the family. That That's your role. You're like, what's my purpose in life? Well, try this on. Your purpose in life is to break cycles of intergenerational trauma for humanity for generations not just for you not just for your children but also for your parents and the m millions of people m thousands of years of generations behind you and so that's a worthwhile endeavor to busy myself with it's been a lot of fun and so hopefully you got a lot of something out of this and um see you on our thing later uh should i stay or go if you have any other questions let me know i'd love to also hear what was your greatest takeaway on this i read all of the comments and uh what questions do you have i'd love to contribute and uh, thanks for you know letting me share with you what makes my heart sing and makes me a little emotional so thank you so much see you at the next perfect time